So let me allow, allow me to first explain who we are. And without stating the obvious, again, I, you know, you actually you can go ahead and, and shut down the PowerPoint. Thank you. Um, we're Fresh Vision Church. Um, we're a non-denominational Bible teaching church. And what that means is that we don't belong to any denomination. We're not Methodists. We're not Lutherans. We're not Southern Baptists. We're not, um, you know, well, any basically denomination you can think of. We're um, a completely, um, basically independent evangelical church. Uh, we maintain that the essence of the gospel consists with the doctrine of salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. We also teach through the, through the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Whereas some, whereas some churches they have more of a topical type teaching, um, we're going to be teaching the Bible. I'm not saying that we're going to go through Genesis to Revelation um, all at once. You know, depending on um, where the Lord leads me, we'll pick a particular book, I'll pick a particular book, and we'll just, you know, preach it chapter one, verse by verse, and then we'll go uh, so forth. So that way, um, basically all topics are covered. I'm not avoiding, I'm not avoiding a, a particular subject or topic, and also um, when people, when, or when you or other people come in, they don't feel like I'm necessarily picking on them, you know, or I'm necessarily like, you know, I'm, someone told me about your life, and, you know, it just makes it, I think the Lord speaks to us, can speak to us through, through that way as well. I'm not saying that topical teaching is wrong, it's just um, I find it more edifying and, and we learn more if we just teach through the entire, entire book, entire chapter, verse by verse. Now, uh, the name we have, Fresh Vision Church, was inspired by an event that occurred in Mark chapter 8. And that's where I want you to turn right now. If you have a Bible with you, um, please turn there. And the Bible's there. It's on page uh, 557. And uh, it's going to be Mark chapter 8. And we're going to begin in verse 22. And again, I'm going to be, this is where, this is where we come up, where I came up with the name uh, Fresh Vision Church. I, um, in time, we're, we are going to be associating with, with Calvary Chapel, and, and uh, we may incorporate the name in there. But uh, I just didn't think it was absolutely necessary to, to have the name Calvary Chapel in there. Um, again, I felt I just felt like this was just a, a great name that again depicts what we want to do as a church. So if you're there, Mark chapter eight, starting in verse twenty-two, when they and this is Jesus and his and his apostles came to Bethsaida, they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and brought him out of the village. Spitting in his eyes and laying his hands on him, he asked him, Do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look to me like trees walking. Again, Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes, and he saw distinctly. He was cured and could see everything clearly. Then he sent him home, saying, don't even go into the village. There's a few things I want you to notice um, in this passage. This man wasn't begging for money. He wasn't necessarily begging for money. He was begging for Jesus to touch him. The other thing I want you to notice is that Jesus led him by hand out of the village. 
And why did he do that? Jesus did this in order to separate him from those people and things he was used to holding on to. Why? So that this man could learn to trust, to trust and completely depend on Jesus. The other thing I want you to notice is that this man's healing wasn't immediate. He had to learn how to differentiate what his perception of reality was and then what reality truly looked like. This man was healed, and, and again, this man was healed and can see clearly. Not only was his life changed forever, but he saw and understood the world he lived in in a, and it radically changed, and how it radically changed as well. He was also told, Jesus also told him uh, to go home, or not to go into the village. Jesus had a specific plan and purpose for this man's life. This, his, this plan was to first begin at home, and not in the village where he had lived his life begging. He wanted to separate him from that place. He told him, don't even go into the village, because that's where... You were begging, that's where you were holding on to people, that's where you were just, that was your old life. And he was telling him, no, I want you to go home. And that's where his ministry began. So my prayer is that every person that walks through those doors here at Fresh Vision Church will walk out completely dependent on Jesus. Will know the difference between man's perception, our, you know, flawed perception of things, and God's truth. I, will, I also want, would want them to, to allow God to change their lives and the way they see the world around them. And also that they will understand that God has a specific plan and purpose for their lives. So that's how we came up with the name. That's who we are as far as, um, uh, again, the name of the church. We're also a Calvary Chapel church plant. And let me just explain just a little bit more what that is. Once we get, begin to get fully established, we plan to get associated with the other 1,600 Calvary Chapel churches that are worldwide, that are um, around the world. Um, there's, there's four, actually there's three or four here in El Paso. There's one in the west side. Um, there's one in the east side. A friend of mine just planted a church in the far east side. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Horizon. Horizon is over at, um, on, what is that, Hawkins? Um, well, and, and I think there's another one in the, in the far, far east side, um, around the Horizon area, um, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. But we felt there was a need here in Northeast, um, and we wanted to fill that need. We see that um, living here for since 2007, we know that there's, there's just a large group of people here. This, this community needs a well-rounded Bible-teaching church. And again, I'm not here, and you'll never really hear me bash any other churches. Um, they have a specific plan and purpose. But I know that God has called me here to the Northeast to, to make a difference. You know, and to reach out to the community, reach out to those people who, who are in need, um, who are lost, and maybe don't see any light and don't see any purpose. Um, I've been there. I know what it's like to be down in the pits. And, 
again, we desire here to make a difference in, in, as a Calvary Chapel church in the Northeast. And again, if you're unfamiliar with the history of, of who, you know, Calvary Chapel, Chuck Smith, the Jesus movement uh, back in the 70s, six, late 60s, early 70s, um, there's a lot of information on the web. We have, a, we have links on, the, on our website. Um, but, you know, check them out. You know, again, find out the history of, you know, the church, where it comes from, you know, how we, how we got here. Um, and as a Calvary Chapel church, we are completely independent from all the other Calvary chapels. We're completely independent and autonomous, but we do work in association with one another for fellowship and ministry projects, um, including leadership conferences and, and other missionary programs. The other thing we are as a church is we're servants. As a church, as, as a church my prayer is also that we'll find intentional ways to reach out to our community and city. And this, I believe this can be achieved if we follow the example of Jesus. When the apostles were disputing amongst themselves who would be the greatest, Jesus stopped them and, and, and stopped their conversation and told them this, for who is greater, the one at the table or the one serving? Isn't, the one, isn't it the one at, at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. And he said that in Luke chapter 22, verse 27. Throughout the Gospels, Throughout every single one of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see that Jesus served by comforting, by teaching, by, God, by guiding, by healing, and ultimately dying for us. And, I mean, and again, that's, I mean, we're not, I'm not saying that our, you know, we, we, uh, we're going to serve by, you know, by dying and, and all that, but we die in a different way. We die, you know, ourselves you know we should I explain this um we we deny ourselves we're, we're we die inwardly and we just allow God to work through us also another example we have is that of the apostles they weren't afraid to serve others wherever they went proclaiming the gospel they clearly understood what Jesus meant when he told them for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. And finally, we have the example of Paul, who boldly served with these words ingrained in his heart. For we are not proclaiming ourselves, but Jesus Christ our Lord, and ourselves as your slaves because of Jesus. So as Fresh Vision Church begins to grow, and serve our community and city, my hope is that we'll be able to do it with a heart of love and for the glory of God. And, and really that's why, one of the, re, one of the main reasons why we, we, we serve. Because we have a heart of love and for the glory of God. So now that I've given you guys a little bit of a glimpse um, of who we are, I want to tell you a little bit about what Fresh Vision Church does. In order to do that, I first want to read what I see scripture showing us what the basic elements of a church ought to be. And if you guys want to turn there, it's in Acts. It's in Acts chapter 2. It's right after the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. After John, you'll see Acts. And again, this is what I see as the essence 
of, of uh, the basic elements of what church ought to be. Chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. So what we do, we teach through the Bible. And I mentioned that just I mentioned that a little bit earlier. Um, I believe, and you'll hear me say this, um, this is something I wholeheartedly believe and, and I will never deny that the, both the Old Testament and the New Testament in this Bible, in the Bibles you're holding in your hand, is the complete inerrant Word of God. Um, it, it has the power to change lives, the power to trans... I mean, I know that it did it for me. It did it for, you know, it's been doing it for thousands of years. Everything we need to know about God's plan for mankind is written within these pages. Now, depending on what book we're in, my aim is to teach it chapter by chapter and verse by verse. Another thing we, uh, we do is we fellowship as a church and with other like-minded churches. Primarily with each other, we fellowship in order to maintain a unity by developing bonds. We hold also each other accountable. You know, um, that's why it's important that we build these friendships and we know each other. So in case something comes up or something is happening, you know, we can try to help each other out. Sharing the victories and blessings and help one another, as I said, in difficult times. We also fellowship with other churches, again, to further proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and to assist the community in times of need. You know, I, I recently took a class um, with the Border Patrol. Uh, I'm a chaplain, too, with the Border Patrol, and, and it was uh, first responders. And, and it got me thinking, if something, if a major disaster was to happen here in the Northeast, can the church come together in this community and assist? And I couldn't necessarily answer that question. So again, it's in, within my heart to be able to, to be like, to to be like, yeah, you know, we're there as a church. We want to be there to serve and help and pray and and minister if it means even um, passing out water if it means just um, bandaging up wounds, whatever it may be. We want to be able to mobilize and as a church to help our community in those times of need. We also, what we do also is maintain the two ordinances Jesus instituted for the church. Basically, the two are communion, and that is the breaking of the bread. And the bread and wine, the way we see it, it symbolizes the body and blood of Christ. And baptism, full body or full body immersion. And what that is and what we believe that to be is an outward expression of an inward decision. I'm not sure if you heard of that before, but it's an outward expression of an inward decision. And that's something that, again, in time, as more people start coming, we'll start planning um, baptisms. Um, we're also going to, you know, I think um, we're also going to start planning probably once every, either once every month or once every other month, we'll do communion here as well. Um, but again, that's just, you know, that'll, that'll come in time. And we're also, and, and if you look at one of the last things you see in verse, uh, in Acts 2.42, is that we're a praying church. 
I believe prayers are spiritual communication with God, where we can speak and make, make petitions known to him, make our petitions known to him. Martin Lloyd-Jones, Martin Lloyd-Jones, a famous preacher from the early um, 20th century, said this about prayer. Prayer is beyond any question the highest activity of the human soul. Man is at his greatest and highest when he's upon his knees, when, where, when upon his knees he comes face to face with God. Prayer is also where God speaks to our hearts if we take the time to listen. Charles Stanley said, to have God speak to our heart is a majestic, is a majestic experience. An experience pe- that many people miss if they monopolize the conversation and never pause to hear God's response. So again, we're a praying church, you know, and, and whenever we have the opportunity, we, you know, we'll, we'll pray. You know, if there's something going on with you, we'll pray. You know, something going on um, with your family member, let us know and we'll pray. That's why we have the contact cards. You know, we'll pray, you know, we'll pray over, over that specific need or that specific family member that, that is, is hurting. You know, we're, we're a praying church. Also, we, we get together um, as a home fellowship every other Friday, and we, we get together there and discuss a particular passage in the Bible, and we, we pray, and we just spend time, again, just being together. Prayer helps us. It draws us near to God, and as we do, we come to a better understanding of who God is, of who He is, and what His will is for our lives. My desire is that Fresh Vision Church will fully embrace the words spoken by Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. And he says, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything. Now, I know I've been going pretty quickly here. Um, and uh, one of the last things I wanted to explain is why Fresh Vision Church does what it does. And this points me back to the mission of the church. Why we do, why we do it. If you've taken a look at our website, you might have noticed uh, or seen our mission statement. And how it reads is we, we're, our mission is to proclaim Jesus, to lovingly engage with all people, to equip the believer, encourage and uplift, and also develop other leaders. Now, um, I'll briefly touch on each one, but I think I, I, I really believe what I really want to touch on for the remainder of the time is the, the proclamation of Jesus. Now, what I mean by lovingly engaging in people is just we don't discriminate. You know, we, we welcome all people. And depend, everyone has a history. Everyone has a background. Everyone has, has baggage. But we know, I know, and the gospel tells us that all people need Jesus. Everyone has a need, an internal need inside of them to, to break free from, what is, from that sin that's shackling them down. And I think we can do that but again, by, again, lovingly, lovingly engaging with all people, depending on, regardless of, 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 of their background. Also equipping the believer. And that comes again through teaching the Bible, having Bible studies, um, doing again fellowship. We want to equip the believer to make you to make the believer stronger, to help the believer grow, and 
and just see God for again who he is and how wonderful and how amazing he is. We also want to encourage and uplift. You know, we don't want to see you guys leaving the doors here and being all like mad and upset. And, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, we do want to challenge you. I think that if you don't leave here, actually in any church, not feeling convicted about something or not being challenged, and maybe that church isn't doing its job. Because the word of God is meant to pierce you, pierce your soul, pierce your heart. And, you know, that's what, that's what it does. You know, and, and if you're not leaving here, like, man, that, man, that, that guy, that angel, that, that angel, man, he just, man, he, I don't know, I don't think I want to go back there. You know, um, then maybe I've done my job. You know, I don't know. But really, hopefully by the, by the time you, you're rested and you've been thinking about it, you're like, you know what, he's right. Angel was right. You know, and, and, but again, it's not, I really believe that it's not me. It's just God using me as an instrument to speak his truth, his word, and, and he's using me to speak through all of you. And yes, even my wife and kids and my nephew and, you know, so um, the other thing I, uh, that I hope that Fresh Vision does um, is to develop leaders. Um, I think it's important that we send out. We want to be a church that sends. And as we grow more and we, more people come, we hope that they, that they also have a desire to go out there and plant churches and, and become missionaries. And, you know, and we want to be able to support them. We want to be able to encourage that. You know, um, we need more leaders, more male leaders, and more strong men, women in, in, our, in our homes, in our city. You know, to make a difference. We don't need to be hiding in the closet. We don't need to be hiding, you know, in the dark. And, and you know, we need people that are going to lead. And especially as I see this, things getting dimmer and dimmer in our nation. So my hope, again, is to develop leaders. And again, in time, I hope and pray that our mission here at uh, Fresh Vision Church will be, able, will be seen more cl- clearly as we grow. And also, I, I'm sure that as we go through the scriptures, we'll be touching each one um, throughout, you know, throughout our time here. However, I want to spend the rest of our time focusing on a central and principal reason we exist as a church, to proclaim and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, what is this gospel? You know, I... In a nutshell, I mean, I, I, I know I, I get some flack about this, but, you know, I, I can spend the next hour talking about the gospel and how amazing it is, and, and, and it is. It's, it changed my life, it, and as I mentioned, it changed countless of others. I mean, lives have been radically transformed as a result of the gospel. But in a nutshell, this is what the gospel is. Every human being has sinned. All sin will be judged by a righteous and holy God. Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins. If we believe and trust in him, all our sins will be forgiven. And we are declared innocent and are given eternal life. I mean, again, that's just in a nutshell. I mean, I mean there's, there are specifics that I can get into, again, but again, that's... That, take me another hour or so 
and all that. But what I wanted to, to, to mention again, that the gospel of Jesus is meant for everyone, regardless of age, race, gender, sexual orientation, economic or social class, and even religious affiliation. Yes, the gospel is even for the homosexual. The gospel is even for that Islamic militant. You know, the gospel is, whether it's, it's, it's for that person that's rich, it's for that person that's, that's poor, that person that has never come to Christ, even if they're 90 years old. I mean, it, it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done, the gospel is for everyone. The gospel doesn't discriminate and it doesn't segregate. The gospel unifies us and brings us into a relationship with God where we can have fellowship with Him and He with us, where He truly becomes our Father and He calls us His children. This is the, fresh, this is the message Fresh Vision Church desires to proclaim to our community and city. If we proclaim this message out of love and a pure heart, I honestly and no, no doubt about it believe that lives will be transformed. Families will be restored. Our community will change. El Paso will become that shining city on a hill. And our nation will begin to experience a revival that is seen and felt through the entire world. Yes, our desires, our hopes, our prayers are big, but the God we serve is so much more bigger. He's so much more like amazing and, and, and grand. And all he wants us to have is just faith. Even a small amount of faith will suffice. Jesus told us in Matthew 17, 20, that if, even, that if we had the faith the size of a mustard seed, we will be able to move mountains. Fresh Vision Church wants to see mountains moved in the lives of people and in every, in every place we serve. My hope and prayer is that you'll be able to join us to see this happen. Now, yes, you know, we're, we're you know, we might make some mistakes here and there. But again, <laughs> Who doesn't, you know, what parent doesn't love their kid when they stumble and fall and make a little, you know, mistake? We know that that kid is trying and making an effort. You know, and that's the way we see ourselves. That's the way God sees us. And, and I, I, again, I know that we're, we just have a small little group here, but I truly believe that God has called me for this reason. And I know that he's going to do some amazing things throughout the years to come. I'm just a guy. I mean, this is, you know, this is me, and this is, you know, I'm as simple as it gets. You know, I grew up in a small part of the town in San Diego in a bad area, you know, Mexican parents, traditional. My dad was an alcoholic. My mom was, you know, she had her own issues. I had my issues, and, and you know, I finally got to a point where I surrendered my life to God, and you know, our lives are, as a family has never been the same. But I know that, you know, he can do the same thing in other people's lives. And, and again, I, I, I'm just a guy, just like everybody else. You know, but I'm 
willing and I'm able just to take those steps of faith. You know, again, I, I mentioned earlier how just coming here and starting, you know, this church plant, it does take a certain amount of courage, but you know what the courage I have is the courage given to me by God. You know, I've come to a place, and this is what I want everyone to come to, just to, to not even worry about what the world has to say, not even worry about what the friends, you know, I've had people, you know, just tell me, oh, it's, you know, I don't know, you know, it's, you know, you need more time, Angel, you need more time. You know, but I know what the Lord is telling me inside, and, and hopefully, you know, again, you'll be able to hear what, what God is telling you inside also. So I want to finish off here with, 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 with prayer. And I hope that, again, you just will allow the Spirit to, to come and, and work within you and, and speak to your heart as well. And just to minister to you so that He can reveal to you what His plan and purpose is for your life. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, We, we come before you right now, Lord, with just a surrendered heart and surrendered lives, Lord. Lord uh, we can't see exactly what's, what you have in store for this church, Lord, and for us individually. But we know and trust that you're a good and holy God and that everything that you want from us, Lord, everything that you desire out of us, Lord, is for our benefit, Lord. Lord, we ask right now that you just come and fill us, Lord. Come and show us and come and reveal yourself to us, Lord. We want to know you more. We want to just understand you more, Lord. I pray that this church will, will continue to grow and continue to, to, to see more fruit, Lord, and, and so that this community will change, so that this community, more people will just come to, to the saving knowledge of who you are. Lord, again, we absolutely depend on you for every single thing, Lord. Just work in and through us, Lord, and and we just thank you again for for just using us. Lord, bless us the rest of this time, Lord. May we just have a great time of fellowship. May we just have a great time together, getting to know each other, Lord. And and also pray that um, for our launch on June nineteenth. May you just also um, bring more people just to, to come and check us out, Lord. And, and Lord, let them see that this is your church. This is a church that preaches your word. This is a church that desires to, to glorify you and seek you out. Lord, we honor you in all we do and everything we, we say. And 
Bless the rest of this week, Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.